0: The series is about divine. The first one was divine payback. Second was the divine they. Then it was the divine forecast. Today we will talk about the divine favor. And then the Lord willing, uh, the following Sunday we will talk about divine assignment. Divine assignment. But you know... God has chosen an imagery in Scripture. And in this case, he's chosen the word Zion, an imagery of it, you know. uh, And we'll be developing what that is. Zion, of course, in reality is a place. It is a location and uh, uh, a natural place but it seems like there's some development of it as time went on, you know, when we uh, get into the new covenant, we have the the Zion of the old covenant, then we have the Zion of the new covenant. And there was a imagery in both of them. And when it moved to the new covenant, there was a transforming of its real true purpose, Remember, the Old Testament was types and shadows, all right? So you, you didn't get the full reason or picture or purpose of it, you know. But when you get to the new covenant, and all of a sudden, it is not just, you know, a type and a shadow of something that is to come. It is, you know, has come. It's the real thing, you know, in the present, It's not something that's waiting to happen. The book of Hebrews is very clear about that. Okay, and so we see this change of the the purpose of Zion when the Ark of God was moved to the city of David. Just a little history. You know, in the house of Obed-Edom... That ark was there, and when that, wherever that ark was, there was amazing blessing. His house just was blessed, just an overflow, and when David had heard about it, he determined that he would bring that house or ark of blessing you know, up to the city of David or Zion, And then we get a picture of it also, you know, when Solomon built the temple. It was a place for the ark of God, the presence of the Lord, which incorporated within itself the blessing of God. And so Mount Zion became a sacred place. Not just a place, but a sacred place. It uh, became a headquarters, you know, for the presence of God, from the Word of God, a place for the gathering of the people of God. Think about it. It is also a place for the throne of grace, And that has to do with God's divine favor. It became a chosen site and a dwelling of God in a center for worship for God's covenant people. It's a beautiful picture. Zion has always been a place where God's people were to congregate. A divine place of God representing his kingdom. Where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. It's a place of God, but it is also a place of meeting of God's people Zion Isaiah 51 and 16 says this Say to Zion you are my people Zechariah 9:9 9, 9, and also in the New Testament Jesus rode into Jerusalem the scripture says rejoice greatly o daughter of Zion shout o daughter of Jerusalem behold your king is coming to you and we know that story it represents the city of god's presence the city of god's salvation it is the it is the chief place where the cornerstone is he has laid that cornerstone in zion 1 peter chapter 2 verse 6 it is a place where God tabernacles with his people, Ephesians chapter two nineteen through twenty two says that have been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in God in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Amen? Hallelujah. How do you get fitted together? By being together. Amen? For sure. By being together. The church is not a replacement You know of israel it is an extension it is not a replacement for zion you know in the holy land but it is an extension of zion it takes on a brand new or or, let me not brand new it takes away the shadow and brings it into true focus A place of the Spirit. Amen. really is. So, it talks about the favor of God. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. The favor of God as in relationship to Zion, the gathering of God, or the church. The believer. We know it's not a building. But yet, each incident and each case, there was always a set place gathering. So that they, where they got together, got gathered together. Help me there, Holy Spirit. Amen. And the Christian church is the gathering Zion of God. Hebrews 12 says this, that we have a responsibility for the glory of God and the purposes of God. Since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. You see that responsibility? The glory of the Lord. The tabernacle of God is with, where? Men. It's with men. Yes. In Psalms 87 and 2 says that, of all the dwellings of Jacob, Jacob has a lot of dwellings. Jacob has a lot of contacts. There are all kinds of, of uh, 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 important elements between the believer and the Most High God. All kinds of them. But he says there is one place that he loves more than all of them. He loves Zion most. He loves the dwelling place or the gathering place because that's what Zion is. It's the gathering place. God loves. God saves. God communicates. You have individual relationship with God, but when he saves us, he never saves us to be alone alone. He saves us to put the stones together. Think about it this way. Family time. All the private dwellings. All the personal relationship that you have with the Lord. Powerful. Wonderful. They should not be adversarial. Adversarial. Your public time with God and your or your private time with God should not be adversarial. No, as a father, I love getting together with my children on an individual basis. But if you want to pop my buttons, you let my whole family get together. Right, Rose? That's right. It's the truth. You know, there's just something about the family getting together. And that's why the book of Hebrews says this in 10 and 25. Don't forsake the assembling of yourself together. No, but get together. Because God loves it and not only does he love it but he said that there will be extra favor favor on zion the time has come for god to favor or give his attention to zion that's the scripture that we went read that center or house, or place, or sacred seat of worship. I love it. Psalms 132. The Lord has chosen Zion. He has desired it for his dwelling place. This is my resting place forever. Heaven and earth is going to pass away. But not God's. Resting place, not God's true dwelling place. You are being built together as a habitation of God through or by the Spirit. Yes, I love it. I will abundantly bless her provision, I will satisfy her poor with bread. I will clothe her priest with salvation, and her saints shall shout aloud for joy. I believe there's a shout coming. I believe there's a joy returning. Think about it. Do you have a favorite place? It says God's got a favorite place. It's not in contention with all the uh, with the other places, not at all. But a set place, a set time. Why is Zion so important? Why is the church so important? Number one, it's the pulpit of God. Paul wrote to Timothy and said, you know, that it's the pillar and the ground of truth in a given place. Isaiah chapter 2. It shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountain. Now, I realize that there is also going to be a physical element of this. But listen, God doesn't have any downtime. If everything is moved from, you know, into the dispensation of we're waiting for that to come, then God's got a whole lot of downtime. Many people shall come and say, come on, let us go to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of God of Jacob. And he will teach us of his ways, and we shall walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Matthew chapter 18. Go therefore and make disciples of all people. church and he gave some apostles some prophets, some evangelists some pastors and some teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry it's God's refining center it's God's maturing, you know what I mean teaching center the word of the Lord is going to go forth from it Yes. Did you know that they had to go up to the house of God? They had to go to the house of God. In this case, the up was because it was on a higher elevation. But they had to go to the house of God. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. It's the epic center that that reaches the end of the earth. Where every tribe and every language and every nation, according to revelations, you know what I mean? You know, is brought into Because somebody went ahead and sent somebody. Revelation says this. I looked and behold a great multitude which no one can number of nations, of tribes, of peoples, of tongues. You know, standing before the throne of the lamb clothed with robes with palm branches in their hand. To the King of Kings. Psalms 87, look at the list. Rahab, Babylon, Philistia, Tyre, Ethiopia. You know, you know, it's gonna be something happening in Zion that says this one and that one were born in her. It's pretty amazing. The pulpit of God, the teaching center, the launching pad, and the Holy Spirit said, You know, separate to me Paul and Barnabas for the work that I've called them to. a launching pad. Yes, it is. God says there's coming a time when I'm going to favor her. For the time to favor her, Psalms 102, yes the set time has come. See, God always has a Time but he also has set times there is a corona's time and i mean and that is just the natural function of what goes on in time but when he has the kairos time it denotes god's intervention a moment that unplanned unexpected unscheduled you remember the children of israel as they had been leaving egypt and the the pharaoh's army was following them and it says that that god looked out of the cloud Well, God sees everything, but it just simply means that he's taking special attention. He's noticing something, and he's up to something. It's that that unexplained blessing that begins to come into your life. It's when God positions you, when it just transcends all the barriers. There's no rationale. There's no seemingly, you know, how could this be? When the favor of God is unleashed according to his set set time. An example would be like Esther. She was an orphan girl. She had lost both her parents. She was forced to grow up under great persecution. But she did not have to fight. She did not have to manipulate. Or she didn't have to busy her way to where God had planned for her. Because God had determined that it was Esther's turn for his favor. Oh, yes. You see, listen, when the winds of God's grace blows upon you, beauty replaces ashes, joy takes the place of mourning, and praise occupies the place of heaviness, that heaviness once occupied, In righteousness begins to spring forth where sin used to rule. Somebody give a lot of praise. Hallelujah. Absolutely. When favor is released, you know, in the set time of God, you begin to see the footprints of that favor. And one of those footprints is God steps in against your enemies. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is of me, says God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. The footprints of favor. Romans 8 and 31 says, if God be for us, who can be against us? Psalms 91 and 7. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. How many think that's divine protection? Oh, absolutely. He is on the throne. You see, when God lifts up, no one can push you down. Amen. When God begins to favor Zion, there's a personal attention that also takes place as well as a corporate attention. And that's what Numbers chapter 6, verse 24 through 27 is telling us. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you, be gracious to you, lift his countenance upon you, give you peace. Oh, hallelujah. He said, I'm going to put my name on it. And I'm just going to bless them. God's personal attention. When this favor of God comes, that acceleration of dreams, things begin to happen faster than what you thought. Start, things start to fall in place because God is going before you. Divine connections begin to take place. God arises and covers you. When God arises, Psalm 68 and 1, and A says let his enemies be (laughs) scattered. (laughs) The Lord said something to me this morning. He said, life must not be measured by one event. Life must not be measured by one event evidence 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 Oh yes You get God's personal attention there is an abundant provision is this I will bless her I will bless her there's a fullness of spiritual blessing There is a an overflow of practical and natural blessing A picture of this is like Joseph. Joseph who opened up the storehouse for the famine so the people wouldn't perish. So they wouldn't be overcome. So they could, you know, uh, not just survive, but they could thrive. Yes, When you come to Jesus, he says, I'll open up the storehouse for you. I'll open it. They would come to Joseph. And then Joseph would determine the distribution from the storehouse that he was in charge of. Jesus is the one who has the key of David that unlocks all the heavenly treasures. Praise his holy name. In this favor, there is joy, there is fruitfulness, for you shall go out with joy. And be led forth in peace. There will be a a brand new music that that you are hearing. Nobody else might be hearing it, but you will be hearing it. The mountains shall break forth into singing before you, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. I mean, you know, it's quite a sway, isn't it? Those channels of blessings... And the promises of God are God's channels of communication with regard to what Jesus Christ has stored up in the storehouse. You never have to worry about going hungry because... The Lord is our bread. John 6 and 32. Jesus said, "Uh, Moses did not give you bread from heaven. There's more. See, God is directly concerned about your livelihood. But what he really wants to feed you with is the bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. This bread is not just for inside the church. This bread is for outside the church. It's for the world. I am the bread of life. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth from the mouth of God. Isn't it interesting and wonderful at the same time that this bread (sighs) covers spiritual, material, fundamental, practical. It even covers death. Death. It's all there. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. Yes, I will have favor. Let me read to you In 1986, David Wilkerson met with Mike Evans for breakfast at an embassy suite in Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas, 1986. Here's what he said. I see a plague coming on the world... And the bars, the churches, the governments, and the houses in New York will be hit the hardest. And he quoted the passage of scripture from Isaiah 24 and 10. Every house will be shut up. And no one will be coming or going. He said the bars will be shut. The churches will be shut. Governments will be shut down. Personal dwellings. And here's what he said. Didn't leave it at that. I don't know what you think of that, prophetic words, you know what I mean? I like to listen to them at least. He said, the plague is going to force prayerless believers into radical prayer and into Bible, into the Bible, and repentance will be the cry of the man of God from the pulpit. And out of it will come a third great awakening that will sweep America and the world. Who's incorporated in this favor and this visit? First of all, it's the poor. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Psalms 132, I will satisfy her poor with bread. Those that have a heart searching an appetite for God. All peoples... All the world, every tribe, every town, every people. <laughs> Priests. Priests. He said, I will close her plea, priest with salvation. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you ought to proclaim the praises of God who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You also as living stones being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood. Give the Lord of praise. I'm a priest. You're a priest this morning. Hallelujah. You're in line for the favor of God. Because God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him would not perish but have everlasting life. He sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. How shall they hear unless somebody tells them? And how can they believe unless somebody brings the message to them? Yes, the church is the pulpit of God and he wants my musicians come this morning let me read this God says I love the gates of Zion more than all of the dwelling of Jacob Glorious things are spoken of you. Glorious things are spoken of you. You will arise and have mercy on Zion. Aren't you glad for mercy? Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to the Lord. You know, you can talk to the Lord, okay? I'm not a weirdo. <laughs> You can talk to the Lord, and you know sometimes he gets really direct and i 've shared a few things how direct he gets with me, but we were talking because he and I have been doing you know, and, you know uh, some real heart search and real you know heart change and you know God you know what I mean you know examine me you know really really let me know and you know and, and I just want to I just really want to draw closer to the Lord and You know and I just want this favor of God and you know and there's this idea that somehow that 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 you can't earn favor and you know and 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 yet you know Jesus himself you know grew in favor Mary you know you found favor Noah found favor you know you can't do anything for salvation not at all, in terms of, you know, that's a unmerited, you know thing. But you know, throughout scriptures there are those that have caught the eye of God. And I'm not exactly sure what it is that catches the eye of God. But anyway, in my time with him, as I'm asking him to just really, you know, work on this old boy, he said something real strong. But I recognized it. He said, You're thankful, but you're not really grateful. You're thankful, but you're not really grateful. And so I went ahead and I began to, you know, try to consider the difference in that. And I began to understand that, Lord, I'm really thankful for the blessings, you know, but you could have done more. I'm grateful Lord that you know what I mean that you did this, you know, but you didn't do that. Oh <laughs> I said, yeah, you're right, Lord. You're right. You're right. Forgive me. Change my heart, Lord. I've just been praying, God, I I want to be grateful. I want to be so grateful. That's just me and God in conversation. I'm not telling you. You're just asking for yourself. I'm looking for that awakening. And all of these, the things that I've told you so far, the divine payback, the divine they, the divine forecast, the divine favor, they all came as a clear word of God. And I tried to develop them, but it was a rhema word. divine favor divine favor as you stand with me this morning (laughs) the book of James says this it says the husband waiteth with much patience For the former and the latter rain. God bless the farmer. God said, as an example, that as believers we can pattern ourselves after. You might be in between rains. But be patient, (laughs) because there's a double rain that's coming, if you're patient. And then I felt impressed. I do not say this as as a frame of word, but I felt impressed. You need to seed the clouds with praise. They seed clouds today to get them to rain, right? They do. They can seed clouds to help them produce rain. We can seed these clouds. With praise to get the rain that he has promised was coming. Habakkuk said this Lord, won't you hurry it up? In other words, I know you got a time frame set, but how about if you start it here? Revive thy work in the midst of years. Prophetic word. This is when it's coming. This is when it's going to take place. And he approaches God and says, I tell you what, Lord, would you. You know. Would you back it up? Bring it forth before. As we sing this morning... Hallelujah, favor is coming to your house, favor is coming to this house, favor is coming to God's houses, favor of the Lord, hallelujah. God is good, amen. And the wonderful thing is, it only gets better. Yeah. All right? And he said this morning God's pathway to the top is different than man's pathway to the top. That's right. God's pathway to the top is different. Amen? How many know? you lose your life you find it you save your life you lose it i mean boy <laughs> oh you 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 see it sometimes loss is gain yes That's right. go with god because he's gone with you and let me tell you he's running <laughs>